time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, People love chopping wood. In this activity, one immediately sees results. As a Smart Moves coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I can help you immediately see results by getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked in your drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a quick Smart Moves treat. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Listeners, are you connected with the right people? Friends, colleagues, and family can be great resources for advice. But we also need relationships with a variety of individuals and groups to help us succeed. For example... We need people who can offer information or expertise, or those who are influential and can provide political insights, or folks who will give us candid feedback to help us grow. In my recent article, How Many Networks Do You Have?, I recommended developing three distinct ones, your work network, your wisdom network, and your out-of-the-box network. Now I'm suggesting you examine your relationships within each of these networks. In other words, conduct a relationship audit. Evaluating the importance of people may seem cold and impersonal. Yet, I would say most of us do it intuitively. The hard truth is we can't be everywhere at once. We can't be all things to all people. Our time and energy are scarce resources, so we need to allocate them wisely. For example, look at the people in your current work network and place them into one of three categories. First, invest. This is a strategy for relationships that are critical for getting your job done. This could be folks you rely on. For example, your staff, coworkers, your boss, whose support you must have. Or it certainly can be a problematic relationships that are so vital you need to give them special attention. Or relationships with people on whom can be influential in getting you to that next level. Second category, hold. This is a strategy for relationships that are fine and don't need special attention or effort at this time. This doesn't mean they're unimportant, just that they're clicking along and you don't have to invest additional resources in them now. And third, divest. This is a strategy for relationships that aren't so critical or important. 
you may spend less time, less energy, or fewer resources with them. Warning, be careful. It's usually better to adopt the hold strategy than to burn bridges. Burning bridges can be appropriate, however, in case where there may be legal, ethical, or dangerous consequences. Once you've identified the critical relationships, now it's time to identify critical gaps. Relationships that don't exist but ought to are the ones that you need to pay more attention so they won't die on the vine. So listeners, here's your smart moose tip. In this time of change, paying attention to the quality of your interactions and engagement with both external and internal relationships will be a key factor in growing your professional career and your business. But remember, it's not just to focus on what you can get from them, rather what you can give to each of these strategic relationships. So, would you want my recent article on how many networks do you have? If so, listeners, then contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, now to focus on a critical relationship, you will definitely need to grow your business and your career. My guest today is Charles Chuck Brooks talking about all you need to know about navigating Washington, D.C., He will give us insights from his vast experience working within the Beltway. He will also provide a case example of how a company with a product related to a policy such as cybersecurity can build a business development and marketing strategy to reach the right public and commercial audiences. Chuck has an extensive background. Here are a couple of key points. He serves as vice president and client executive for DHS at Xerox. He recently served as vice president for R&D at Rapsicon Systems, specializing in CBRNE sensor technology. Chuck was vice president for government affairs at SRA International, where he was part of an executive leadership reporting directly to the CEO. He also served as the first director of legislative affairs for the Science and Technology Directorate within the Department of Homeland Security, where he was responsible for advocacy for the directorate with Capitol Hill. And I can go on and on. Suffice to say, his expertise is vast and wide. Welcome, Chuck. It's a delight to have you on the show. Thank you, Marcia, for having me. I appreciate being on the show. Well, let's just start. You, you know, I, I mentioned that you have an extensive background. Um, can you uh, tell me about that, and particularly what brought you to, to Washington, D.C.? Sure. I'm actually from Chicago, uh, born and raised there, and I went to school there, including the uh, University of Chicago, where I studied uh, international relations and international business. And as a, a graduating student, the first thing you do is you want to go to the epicenter of uh, where things happen, and so that brought me out to Washington, D.C., first for an internship in, in, in journalism, and, and second, uh, 
which is really exciting. My, my first job out in Washington was uh, as a presidential appointee to uh, uh, then-President Ronald Reagan, the Voice of America. And I was uh, thrown into the, the world of D.C. where I served uh, doing interne- intergovernment relations uh, for the Voice of America with the Hill and other federal agencies and working directly to the director of Voice of America, which was an exciting time back in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, since then, I, you know, I got what is called the Potomac Fever. And Potomac Fever is something that uh, grasps people that come from all over the country to work in Washington when they think they're going to be there for just a year or so and end up moving and, and uh, living there. And in my case, you know, living and getting married and raising a family. And then since then, I've, I've really experienced a variety of uh, aspects of, of what makes Washington work, including uh, probably one of the more important things I've done is work for almost eight years as a, a senior advisor to the late Senator Arlen Inspector uh-huh. in Pennsylvania, and uh, it, it threw me into the whole uh, world of Washington, D.C. As a matter of fact, my second day on the job, he asked me to write legislation for direct flights uh, over from Russia to the uh, United States, uh, Israel, etc., and said, go write legislation. I had no idea how to write legislation to be introduced into Congress, and, and I called the experts and found the, the person uh, responsible for it in government to help me, and the next day... Uh, my second day on the job, I had uh, legislation on the floor, and, and the United States Senate was adopted unanimously. So Washington is an amazing place, and since then, uh, you know, it's grown on me. Uh, I've worked, to, as I said, in, in the other federal agencies and Department of Homeland Security, where I was lucky enough to be one of the first people in what they call plank holder and mm-hmm. help set up the whole legislative affairs shop for the Department of Homeland Security and then work specifically science and technology issues, which are still dear to my heart. And... Uh, since uh, then, I've been you know, in the private sector now working, as I said, for, for Xerox. And uh, Xerox is uh, as big as some countries, you know, $26 billion a year in revenues. And we are in about 120 countries. So it's a, it's a, it's a fun job. I work uh, directly uh, with, with uh, the Department of Homeland Security and other agencies, basically uh, educating uh, what the company can do and how mm-hmm. we can offer services uh, to the government, uh, which is an important part of what makes Washington work. Um, you know, just uh, we have a uh, we may want to talk a little more about what you do at Xerox, but I, I want to just throw a question to you that uh, is, as you said, you got Potomac fever. So, what is it about Washington D.C. that gets people to want to stay there when they had no idea that they would be doing that? What are one of the two things that uh, that hooked you? Well, you know, it, it's such an eclectic city. It's, it's uh, first of all, it's a beautiful city. It's you know, uh, Vera Lefant, uh designed it, um, just mm-hmm. like Paris. And then you see, when you get here, all the corridors of power. It's 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 the judicial branch, the Supreme Court, the White House, the, the federal agencies, and of course Congress. But it's much more than that. You see that it's really become the, the epicenter of of international affairs. The World Bank, the International Finance Corporation, all the embassies from the, the countries mm-hmm. here, constant. Uh, you know, when you're young and you go through all that, you, you start going to, to events and parties, the embassies and, and these various policy organizations, and you get engulfed in, in, uh, in how you can actually influence and make a difference. And, and it, just, it just grows on you, and you say, well, I don't want to be anywhere else. And, and, and in my years since I've been here, I've seen the city also grow. It's really become not just only a center for, for politics, politics, but a, uh, a center for, for business. It's really become a a place where, where everyone comes now to, to consummate deals. Every com- company has a representation yes. in Washington. Yes. Every association has a representation in Washington. So it's really, it's everything in anything in, in one city, and it's a rel- relatively small city. So you, you actually just, you know, feel that uh, 
you feel it uh, pulling you, that Potomac fever, just so you know, I, I wake up every day and, and I'm going to have a have an impact on what I do. I'm going to be you know, meeting people who are you know, former uh, heads of state, secretaries of state, congress and senators, and you just uh, really, uh, it grows on you and, you and you can't leave. <laughs> I think you said it very eloquently, and, and I'm a bit jealous <laughs> as you talk about it, because I'm in Dallas, and of course, like any city, you know, every city has their, their their exciting things, but nothing compares to Washington. Well, we have about a minute or two left, and how about you, if, can you, well, actually, just a minute or so, um, Anything else you want to say about what you do at Xerox? Because then we're going to get into your uh, your article that you've just written. So, one or sure, two things sure. about. I'd be happy to. I mean, yeah. Xerox. Uh, what my primary function is is really it's it's, it's a dual function. Uh, one thing is my my more exciting part of it. I'm really considered a thought leader for the federal practice, and mm. with that, I, I do a lot of writing and speaking at conferences and events on, on key issues such as cybersecurity. Uh, public private partnerships, innovation. And then the other aspect of my job is that I, I do a lot of uh, contacts with the, the senior leadership of these agencies and introduce our customers uh, in our sales teams and our business development teams, and, and they, they go in and they basically uh, try and sell their services and products. And, of course, that's the functional and business aspect of my job, but uh, the, the combination of it really makes it uh, fulfilling. Well, that, you know, I think this is a great time to uh, take a break. Um, this is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach on the Business Edge. And when I return, my guest, Chuck Brooks, is going to continue talking about what you need to know about navigating Washington, D.C., and talk about his newest article. So stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge. This is Marcia Zide, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today is Charles Chuck Brooks. And he is giving us insights into his experience working in and, and with entities inside the Beltline. So everything you want to know about uh, working uh, and interacting with folks in Washington, D.C., so, Chuck, you um, recently published an article in the Hill newspaper on navigating the four pillars of Washington, D.C. Can you elaborate on those pillars? Sure. Um, yeah, basically what I did is I, I, I uh, compiled my, my experiences, my knowledge, and, and I designated really the four pillars that, that comprise operational activities in Washington. And, of course, the first one is, is government. I mean, government is really the, the, the key element of Washington, D.C. You have um, all the branches there, the legislative branches, Senate, House, the White House, uh, every federal agency from the Department of Energy to Interior, and, of course, the Pentagon intelligence agencies, too. So, really, no matter what your area of interest and expertise, it's there in government. And um, the second element, uh, which is which is also a very important, is a commercial element, um, mm-hmm. is a... Washington D.C. is not not only a, a center of government; it's also a financial center. And in that hub, what I call commercial hub, you have the World Bank, the Federal Reserve, the International Financial Corporation, and the Chamber of Commerce, which represents a lot of the business activities you see among corporations. Uh, most of the Fortune 500 belong to it, and, and etc. And, uh, and the third element is what I call the policy element, and that's the element that that a lot of you are, are familiar with, which is all the, the, the think tanks, uh, the CISS, CISS and the uh, American Enterprise Institute, Heritage Foundation, and a variety of other uh, think tanks and associations that impact policy. And they play a very valuable role because uh, they basically help uh, promote legislation uh, that's of, of interest to constituents. They also take the legislation and, and market it uh, into uh, their constituencies across the country. And also they provide ideas. Uh, ideas mm-hmm. for legislation, mm-hmm. ideas for business. Mm-hmm. So that's critical. And then the fourth pillar, uh, which is really uh, probably the most powerful pillar, is, is media. Media is very uh, strong in Washington. You have uh, the National Press Center. And uh, every country and every state has representation, every publication in Washington. So nothing happens without media uh, 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 coverage. And, and I've added another element to what I consider the, that pillar, which is the social media. Mm-hmm. And social media has really evolved in the last four or five years, and it's integral to now to, uh, uh, to impacting policy, to doing business, uh, particularly uh, several elements, one being, of course, Facebook, which is more of a social element. Mm-hmm. And there's one here called GovLoop, and, and one that I uh, uh, use often, which is called LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is really more for business. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the years, I've got more and more active in that because I realize that 95% of top executives are on LinkedIn. Right. And pretty much every leadership uh, person from, from government agencies. So use it uh, not only to, to uh, see what's going on, but to, to look up the bios of people you may meet with for a business meeting, for a government meeting, 
it's invaluable. And since then, I've actually developed a list of first contacts of about 30,000 people and, and have taken over five groups, including the two largest Homeland Security groups. So it's, it's actually can be a real useful tool to uh, uh, disseminating articles, to networking with people. Like you said earlier, it's, it's all about relationships. Yes. And, and in this era, you know, relationships have a new meaning for the young millennial generation, and that's a, it's almost instant and it's online. Mm-hmm. And so a way to connect with them is different than when I grew up, but, uh, you know, it was always a in-person meetings, but a lot of stuff now happens over, over social mediums. So it's, it's a, a growing influence and a, an influence that you have to consider and as one of the four pillars when, when you're uh, navigating Washington, D.C., well, you know, you've given us sort of an over uh, an overview of the four pillars, and I'm wondering if we can go into a little deeper um, uh, um, into each of those. So, what is your experience in those pillars, and um, what can you tell the the listeners about how to navigate them? Yeah, I would I would say actually uh, I'll start with government because that's what I first came to when I came here, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Voice of America. Um, you know, I didn't know anything about government when I came here, and I first and I found myself, and you see that you get into the, the system, and you automatically uh, basically uh, have to do several things uh, immediately right away, know how to communicate, know how to write uh, memos, and, and know how to network. And mm-hmm. so anything is predicated upon that, and particularly government relations. So my, my first recommendation for anybody uh, willing to uh, come to, 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 to Washington, D.C., uh, sorry, I'm in a, in a, in a public uh, hotel here, uh, but uh, is uh, basically to to uh, develop those capabilities. In a lot of way, people get involved in, in, in government in Washington has come out for an internship mm-hmm. uh, with their congressman or legislator, and it's invaluable because uh, once you get those skills, and you're you're a, a valuable uh, person for a business, a business that may want some expertise on, on regulation. Uh, business expertise on who to go to to get uh, um, their product approved for export. So there's a lot of critical aspects to government. And uh, in government, it takes a long time. You have to really learn how to, uh, to network the various aspects. Uh, they're all different. Federal agencies have different rules. Um, each agency has their own personality. Um, when I worked at the Department of Homeland Security, we were basically a handful of people and uh, just getting support from the Secret Service and Coast Guard to set up Basically, the, the IT infrastructure and, and, and build, you know, employee relationships. Mm-hmm. So it was a mm-hmm. nascent organization, and we had nothing. So I learned a lot there. And, and you see the, the dependency you need upon uh, building relationships with Congress, building relationships with constituents and, and companies that came mm-hmm. in to offer products and services to the Department of Homeland Security, and also uh, learning how to navigate uh, going around Washington and meeting with uh, various people that have an impact on your policy and what you may do. So... Government is, is really unique here, and there's government, state, and local in every state. Uh, this is at uh, times a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a terrific experience, and, and government is that first pillar is what really makes Washington unique. And now how about uh, moving to that second pillar? Yeah, Would commercial. You... I mean, uh, again, uh, every uh, activity that, that happens around here has some aspect to government relations, uh, to public relations, to marketing, and, uh, you know, uh, dealing with specific constituencies. And one of my first jobs in the public sector was actually working for a company called SRA International. I did the government relations. And, and you find out right then, you're your government contractor. You have to go out and use your skills, your business skills, to uh, basically 
first of all, know how to operate in the system, develop the right context, and how to deal with RFP, requests for proposals, learn the process of how government procures goods and services, and then advise your own company and people how to operate in the system, and then finally promote um, mm-hmm. your, your products and services to the people who may want to buy them. So it's a, it's a circle, and it takes a long time, and, uh, you know, you really, uh, really learn that each corporation has its own culture. Uh, mm-hmm. Xerox, of course, is, is a, a home, home name that everyone knows about, but it, we've really gone way beyond uh, what used to be a copier company. We were involved in, in, in services and high-tech and, and, uh, and call centers and, and uh, you know, IT operations and, and social media. So there's, there's a lot of things that you would constantly have to do to brand. And mm-hmm. uh, the commercial sector here, you said earlier, working you know, with, with the World Bank and Federal Reserve, depending on what you're doing, or with the, some of the, the regulatory organizations is a good way to brand your company. And, and also with, uh, important probably to the listeners is that there's a uh, small business administration here in Washington, and each federal agency has an office of small business. And it's important if you have a product or service, you want to get on the, the procurement list, you want to get on the GSA schedule, and you want to meet and liaison with the various people who represent small business, and and that also is assisted with a lot of uh, private sector groups like the Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. who represent the voice of business in Washington. There's a lot of other small organizations too that that that, uh, that are involved in that commercial sector. And now, can we move on to because I want to cover all four uh, pillars. Sure. Let's move on to the policy. What 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 the people and uh, listeners need to know about the policy and some of your experience. Yeah, well, the policy is, you know, it's, it's so critical because uh, you, you're really looking for a lot of, a lot of when anyone uh, gets elected to office, they, they, they rely on basically think tanks and experts, subject matter experts, to develop their policy platforms. And these policy organizations are constantly, whether it's in nonproliferation, whether it's on, on, on trade, uh, whether it's on manufacturing, like the National Association of Manufacturers or Tech America Technology, they all play a role in, in basically monitoring and impacting legislation. They also do a deal with how, how business uh, regulation is done. And mm-hmm. so without having uh, interaction with the policy organizations, you have to, uh, you know, basically uh, uh, determine, you know, you're, you're operating by, as a lone wolf. So you, it's important that you, you network with these, these policy think tanks such as Heritage Foundation, American Enterprise, Brookings, uh, no matter what ilk they might be politically, to mm-hmm. understand uh, and uh, mm-hmm. navigate the, the landscape of Washington. And so then let's move on to uh, the media. And you spoke a little bit about it before, how important social media is. And we have about uh, two minutes before our next break. So what would you like the listeners to know about the media or, and or social media? Um, I would say that if they're not on social media now, uh, open up an account on LinkedIn immediately. <laughs> um, and, and also, uh, if, if you, uh, you know, right, right now, uh, media has changed that there's, there's so much cable, TV, uh, Internet, such as this program. There's so much information out there. And, and this was, wasn't the case a few years ago. So no matter what issue you're following, you can gain expertise by accessing the media. And that's my, my, my most important advice is, is to... To, to, to get involved, watch the news programs you, that may be of interest to you, follow the business shows that may be of interest to you, and, and for, uh, for sure, join a lot of groups on LinkedIn and, and, and uh, Facebook, uh, mm-hmm. GovLoop, that may have uh, uh, areas of interest, not just uh, what you said with, with just business, but also with maybe your, 
your social networking, your work schools you went to, where where your 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 hobbies may be, mm-hmm. because it all has a it, it's all about relationships, as you say, and, and and you never know where someone you met or someone you talked to in the past is going to have a door that they can open for you and and help you when you're trying to to grow your business. And you know, I I'm just throwing this question out to you because I have obviously become more involved in social media and LinkedIn is my primary uh, focus. Um, and I'm wanting to expand, and of course, there's Facebook, there's Twitter, uh, there's so many. Uh, do you have any thoughts about Google Plus? Is that uh, up and coming? Uh, I started using Google Plus, and, and it, it's very good for video networking. And I think it's a another medium. Um, I think they're all strong. So, <laughs> you know, it's a question of how much time you can allocate yes. to each time. I, I prioritize LinkedIn because I'm I'm so comfortable with it, and since I built up my network so strongly, but I I definitely advocate using Google Plus too. Okay, um, and I think, you know, this is a great overview of the four pillars, and the theme that seems to run through all the things you said about the, about the pillars is, as I've gotten, is uh, uh, the building of relationships, and, you know, the, and, and, and seeking out people and seeking out information. Is there anything else in the last 30 seconds you would like to uh, say to the listeners about any other common themes that come to your mind? Well, yeah, it is really it's a it's networking. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a city of, of networks. And uh, there's nothing uh, more important than, than uh, building your relationships in these networks and also having a strategy behind it. Ah, uh, it's yes. not just that you have a network. It's, it's you have to determine what you want to do and what you accomplish. And then you, once you gain experience here and, and spend a few years working maybe one of these other pillars, you sort of combine them. And, and oh. the network is, is, is uh, you know, that much stronger and more forceful. And, it, and your, your reach is expo- exponential then It's when you start exactly. combining. Exactly. exactly. So it is time for a, um, a short break on the business edge. Uh, this is Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves coach. And uh, my guest today is uh, Chuck Brooks, and he's giving insights into um, his experience working in and with, uh, with entities in the Beltway. So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. This is Marsha Seidel, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guest today is Charles uh, Chuck Brooks. And he's been uh, talking about all you need to know about navigating Washington, D.C., what it's like to both live and work in the Beltway. And moving on, he, he, in the last segment, he talked about the four pillars that are important and, uh, to get to know and to interact with and to network in. So now we're going to move on to um, another aspect uh, from uh, Chuck's experience, which is uh, what do you recommend for others considering working with the power structure inside Washington, um, D.C.? Are there certain steps that you need to follow? Um, Yeah, there is. I mean, I think uh, for the people around the country, the first uh, uh, step is obviously visiting Washington and maybe with one of your associations to come out here. It could be a Veterans of Foreign Affairs. It could be a Chamber of Commerce organization or Kiwanis or whatever it is, just to come out here and participate in maybe a visit to the Hill and where you're advocating, uh, you know, some sort of organizational interest or whatever like that, just to gain experience of how the process works. Mm-hmm. For those who actually are considering moving to Washington and actually working here, um, as I said earlier, the best way is probably to go first for an internship route with uh, Capitol Hill so you can see how things work. But mm-hmm. also, there's, there's, it, it's a growing job market, actually one of the few in the United States that is sort of recession-proof. Uh, if you look around the growth of Washington and the Virginia and, and Maryland suburbs, you see nothing but building and, and restaurants, and, and it, it's a growing area, so people are coming here. And I would look to, you know, to basically... Um, maybe come out here uh, for, for graduate school and get mm-hmm. and a lot of these programs place people and you get experience. Or if you have the skills already, uh, look at you know, places like USA Jobs or mm-hmm. uh, uh, Simply Hired. A lot of them are posting a lot of the government and not just government, but the, the corporate and the association jobs around here. And, uh, you know, come to conferences. There's a million conferences in Washington and probably the best place of all to learn and, and to network is conferences. And I just wanted to uh, um, piggyback on one of your first suggestions, which is um, take part, come and take part uh, on the Hill, Uh, come with an association, Um, whatever it is, a business association, uh, the Kiwanis. I had that experience, and I'll just briefly, that... um, um, I was part of the public policy for uh, for the um, um, National Multiple Sclerosis Society because my daughter has MS, and I was representing uh, the Texas uh, chapter and the Texas region. And I've I've had two visits to to the Hill, 
And it was fascinating. I mean, I learned so much. And one of the things that I think people have to understand is we didn't go there and just talk about anything. We had our talking points. We knew exactly what we are going to say, what we wanted, what legislation we wanted them to support, how they can support it. So it was it, – it, so that it was meaningful. And um, – I just wanted to. Uh, any any other comments you would like to make about if oh, you're yeah, a citizen? That's a great experience, and that that that's, uh, epitomizes uh, how it operates. I think one of the things I just add to that is is that you know often people out there think that you know they have to meet the congressman or senator, but really the most important people uh-huh. on the hill are the staffers. They write the legislation. They yes. they know the issues of the subject yes. matter experts. They make things happen, and they're the member, uh, the senator, or, or congressman, congresswoman usually uh, relies on their expertise. So if you develop relationships, look at developing relationships from the legislative assistants to even the schedulers so you can get in. So that, that's a real important tip. Right. And going back to your uh, what you said in the last segment, um, they would probably be on LinkedIn. Uh, they'd probably be on Facebook. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 99%, I think, of, uh, of legislative assistants and schedulers and people now in, in congressional offices are on LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's, you know, and committee people too. Right. So, um, um, so those are some really good, good, um, uh, tips about, um, you know, getting involved. I think the base is getting involved with your legislators, getting involved with key people in Washington or even in your in your state. And I know I've done that. It's been a, sometimes a little frustrating, but it's been very interesting, and I've learned so much. Uh, now I'm going to move on because you know you have a, um, an expertise in um, cybersecurity, and so um, let's do let's talk to the uh, business owners and entrepreneurs that are listening. Uh, suppose you had a company with a cutting-edge cyber project. Uh, can you take us through the branding, marketing, and sales aspects of using the pillars? Sure. Um, you know, good example, I've actually done a lot of work in, in speaking in cybersecurity. This is a good topic. Um, for instance, let's say you have a, a, a company that has like a unique endpoint solution, endpoint solution meaning that it protects your, your, your uh, smartphone or your computer against getting hacked. Mm-hmm. It's stronger than that of virus protection or, uh, you know, or something like that. But uh, So you have this product that's unique, and you want to sell it to both uh, the companies out there, maybe to, for, for uh, licensing and maybe to the government. So mm-hmm. the first thing you want to do is, if, if that role is you want to look to how you get it sold to the government. And with cybersecurity, it's an interesting area because it's a public-private partnership area, and you have to look at how it's regulated. And there's a group called NIST, which is run by the Department of Commerce, that does all the sort of requirements needed to sell stuff for cybersecurity into the government agencies. So the first place you want to do is learn from NIST what are the requirements, what kind of certifications you need for your product to be able to sell it to, let's say, a National Security Agency or Department of Homeland Security. And then the second thing you may want to do after that is, is reach out to the agencies directly with the small business liaison office, sign up, okay, I want to register and get on the general uh, GSA schedule uh, to sell my product. Here it is. And you, you go in, you probably uh, show it to them, and they may direct you to other parts. Maybe if it's an R&D product, they'll send it to the R&D parts of DHS or, or Department of Energy if they have an energy product. But uh, you, you, you basically rely on their expertise. And then the third thing, you probably if, you, if you're trying to make money and do well, you, you want to alert, you know, I have a real product, and I'm hiring people in the district. Uh, you, you alert your congressperson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, anything you can do to to help me would be great to to help me navigate where I want to go into to the, the various agencies or 
associations to, to, to network my product, and, and they will uh, often help you do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then again, of course, you go to the other pillars, the, the, the commercial one, which is, is Chamber of Commerce. There's small mm-hmm. business there. There's large business. You may want to go to their event and speak about it, and they would probably have a committee mm-hmm. uh, that deals directly with cybersecurity products uh, that, that addresses needs in government and, and probably in industry. And then to shorten it up, there's, there's policy groups. There's a million of them. There's a council on cybersecurity. There's a lot of groups that are dealing with, with policies needed and products needed to, and, and training. Cybersecurity is also dealing with uh, training enough people to be cybersecurity experts mm-hmm. to adapt to probably one of the biggest threats in, in, of our time in, in modern networked age. So you go to these, these conferences, you meet probably ex-policymakers in government, you meet people in industry, and you develop uh, channels where you can sell your product. And finally, you, you use the social media, um, saying, I have this product. Uh, it's been uh, endorsed by X group or endorsed by uh, you know, this. Uh, we have government trials going on. You, you promote it on these various uh, cybersecurity groups and through your network on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, GovLoop, uh, Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. wherever you're involved. So it's really in involving all the four pillars and doing it behind a, a sort of a a, a navigational strategy, so you you do uh, integrating all the all the aspects of your your network together uh, with a with an outcome. Okay, um, and um, we have a couple more minutes. So, <clears throat> one of the things that I want to go back to uh, when you started, uh, you were using quite a few um, acronyms like. Nice, and so for those of us who aren't as familiar with uh, w- with all these abbreviations, what does Nice stand for, uh, for example? Oh, uh, there's a well, there's a NIST is it? It's a NIST or whatever. NIST yes, is, is a, NIST is, is just a basically a standards organization. Oh, okay, it's run okay. by the Department of Commerce. Okay, and uh, they, uh, you know, DHS Department of Homeland Security. Sorry, Security. About that. that's right. another thing about Washington. Everything is acronyms. You know, DOD, right. Department of Defense, DOE, right. Department of Energy, uh, HHS, Health and Human Services. So everything is based on uh, acronyms here. But NIST, in particular, to cybersecurity, is, is a, okay. basically the, the, uh, the standards arm of the Department of Commerce, which is used to build uh, regulatory standards, recommended standards for public, public and private sector. It's, it's really more in the weeds, something you probably don't need to know right away the product, but if you're selling to the government, you'll, you'll eventually develop an expertise in it. And then one last thing I'd like you to, to uh, elaborate on briefly is you talked about a navigational strategy, and uh, I think this, you know, it's not just hit and miss. Uh, how does one develop that strategy? Is there help out there? Um, so, that, so, that it, so that when they hit these four pillars, <clears throat> they get the most bang for their bucks. Yeah, um, there's a lot of small business associations and a lot of, even the Chamber of Commerce, that provide training and advice uh, on how to basically work with government and work with industry in the Washington, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also the business uh, retired executives that, that, that work with this. Um, the big thing is, to, is also to do your own exploration, you know, read, look at, and see how people have succeeded. And really it involves, you know, the, these categories of branding and marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. you'll see how others are doing it. And maybe pick out a company in your or product in your industry that you've seen that's been successful, and and, and Google their uh, you know some of the stories of what they've done. But uh, it's always a learning process, and you find more and more every 
where you go, there's more and more people that are willing to help you and more resources that you can find. It's a a good opportunity. Well, I think this is a a time for a break. Uh, When we come back, um, Chuck is going to uh, give us his final thoughts and also ways to contact him uh, because he is an expert on this, and I, I know he can give you uh, provide resources for you, for you to where you can go to get more information. So um, it's time for a short break on the Business Edge. This is Marsha Zotto, your Smart Moves coach. And when we return, my guest Chuck Brooks will uh, continue talking about navigating uh, Washington, D.C. and the Beltway. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge. This is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest today is Charles Chuck Brooks, and he's been giving us tremendous insights into his experience working in and within entities in Washington, D.C., and how to navigate the Beltway. So at this um, this segment, Chuck, we just have a couple of minutes, and so let's summarize. What are the keepers? In other words, what what are your thoughts, summary thoughts on the issues that where the economy is heading and anything else you want to say about navigating Washington? Yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I think it's a that's a that's a big question of the economy. I, mean, I, I think it, it's really becoming uh, more of an international economy here. Being here in New York today and seeing the interaction and dependency on other uh, markets, you know, whether it be mm-hmm. in Europe, whether it be in Asia, and even Africa. So I think in, in that terms, I think the, the networking and the electronic age of instant communication has really transformed the way business is being done. That's a whole other topic, and, and but it does 
you know, apply to this because, uh, you know, Washington still has those same aspects that apply to the international market and commerce and to mm-hmm. business everywhere. So everything I've talked about dealing with the government to commercial to policy uh, to media also applies in, in this uh, general business picture. And is there just one or two things you um, want the, um, the the listeners to remember about uh, some aspect of the four pillars or what they should, re- you know, what is the thing that you want them to, to, to know once they leave, uh, once they I finish here? I want them to, to know that, first of all, Washington, D.C. is, is uh, uh, considered a, in the Beltway is really not a, a place that you should be fearful of. It's a place where you could really impact on and I recommend that everyone uh, visit Washington and get a more in-depth understanding using these four pillars of mm-hmm. how it really works because uh, there's a lot of misconceptions out there of how the power corridors work. And it really is, is uh, we have a, a democracy here, and there's opportunity for everybody, and, and no matter what your political leanings. It's just really a unique city that it, it gives you an, a kind of a perspective and training that you can't get anywhere else. And so I, my, my recommendation is, is come visit Washington, and if you can, get involved and, and, and work here for a few years if, you, if you're able to go back to where you're coming from and don't get the tongue fever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd be a, a great spokesperson for the uh, Washington, D.C. Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> I can tell you. Um, so, Chuck, it's been absolute delight having you on the show. Um, I have not had anyone who has talked about uh, the four pillars and about how to navigate Washington, D.C. It is extremely important, and I liked your idea. Don't be fearful of it, uh, because once you know how to work it and work the system a bit, um, it's very open, in my experience, when I've done advocacy, has been a very positive experience. So, Chuck, uh, for the listeners, um, how can they contact you, and what else do you want them to know about you or Xerox or what you do? Sure. I guess the first place how to contact me, the easiest way is to look up my LinkedIn. Um, uh, Chuck Brooks on LinkedIn, of course, Xerox, uh, if you Google it. Uh, and I'm happy to link in with any listeners. Second thing is uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm, I'm at, at Chuck D. Brooks on Twitter and at Chuck D. Brooks. And, and, I, and I'm uh, relatively new to Twitter, but I'm using it more and more. And second, with, with Xerox, uh, so uh, um, I can be contacted Xerox at, at Charles D. Brooks, too, at Xerox. There's another Charles Brooks there. So, uh, but I welcome you know to uh, Xerox is a is a big company and probably involved in every aspect of, of business there is. It's it's such a diverse and interesting company. So, I'd be happy to share uh, some some imp- uh, insights on Xerox. And I actually have a if you also Google uh, Chuck Brooks social thought leader Xerox, you'll come to a, 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 a probably a site that'll direct you to a lot of my writings uh, for Xerox. They posted them all on a website at Xerox. So, it's able to get some interesting, including. Uh, the Hill one, where you could uh, Google uh, Chuck Brooks, The Hill, Four Pillars, and, and you'll get to the article that we just discussed today. Well, that's great, Chuck. And, you know, um, for someone who um, is um, getting m- more and more involved in social media, and certainly I, I feel comfortable LinkedIn, but you're, you're motivating me to go to Twitter. And so the next time I'm, um, maybe we talk, I can tell you a little bit about my experiences with Twitter. But thank you so much for um, very, in very insightful um, interview about navigating Washington, D.C. and the Beltway, and um, enjoyed having you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it immensely. Okay, so listeners, next week's program is... 
Developing an employment brand. Have you ever thought about how to brand your organization to attract the caliber of employees you want to hire? Do you know where future employees are looking for you or where they're finding uh, you? Uh, Just as significant as branding your product and or services to attract your consumers and customers, it's becoming equally important to have a clear, defined employment brand to resonate with the job seekers you want to find. My guest next week is uh, David Allen, President and CEO of Snelling, a Dallas-based talent managing firm with over 60 years of success in the people business. So tune in Wednesday, October 1st, 11 Pacific, 2 Eastern. Now here's your last smart moves tip. Invest in a variety of relationships. May getting to know a variety of people a top priority, as Chuck has mentioned, about getting to know people in the four pillars. First, you'll learn a lot of things you may not know or be aware of. And second, you never know where the next opportunity to be of service or to find assistance with a problem of your own will come from. Networking is not about finding jobs or clients or customers. It's about building and maintaining a larger business and professional community. So go network, uh, build relationships, maintain them, and learn uh, what what you've heard from uh, Chuck Brooks today. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a Smart Moves coach, let me show you how. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to good results. What does is a clear focus goals and then and then aligned and accountable execution so it's seeing immediate results from the work that you do including the the work that you do in uh, developing a variety of relationships and in networking thank you for listening to the business edge with Marsha Zidal the smart moves executive coach and speaker helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company firm or practice to that next level with less stress and more success in other words how to take the growing pains out of growth innovate improve ignite or die make smart moves thank you You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy taking your business to the next level.